welcome to the Continuous Delivery Podcast. My name is Gerard. I'm Cheesy. And I'm Kino. So something interesting happened uh, on the floor today uh, where I was in a planning meeting with this team and uh, we were, you know, creating stories that we were going to work on in the next sprint. And ne- next thing you know, I, I realized that uh, the team had created about 14 or 15 stories all related to sorting. And, you know, I kind of asked the question to the team, like, how many sort functions do we really need? Why are we implementing so many sort criteria? Like, because it's it, it just didn't feel natural that we're working on sorts for so long. And then as you dug deeper, you, you realize that what the team is doing is that they have gotten a design and given to the team. And what the team did was essentially convert the designs to small user stories, which they were going to implement over the next couple of weeks. Um, and when, when I asked the question, hey, wh- where is the designer who designed this? There was nobody on the team because that designer had done the design and moved on to the next thing and handed it over to the team for implementation. Cheesy, what's wrong with this world? Uh, first of all, it's classic waterfall, what, what you're describing, right? So I, I bet if you would go to the team and say, what outcomes are we trying to achieve here? They would have no idea, right? Uh, there, there also seems to be this, this bastardized uh, relationship between design and the team, and even more specifically between uh, design and the product owner. Second of all, for product owners to bring in a lot of stories like that, I would question, are they really focused on value? Are they focused on what's the highest value thing that I can do right now? And even more importantly, are they focused on learning? You know, are they focused on how can I learn to make sure that I'm delivering the right thing? So uh, so fundamentally, uh, pretty much everything is broken in that context. What did you make of the, the, the idea that the design has sort of moved on? Like they're, they're on another project at this point and have passed on their work to this, to this poor team. Well, to this poor team, you're, you're saying it there, right? Um, so that basically means that there is no end-to-end ownership. Uh, the, the lack of an end-to-end ownership means that, um, yeah, you, you can't really make decisions about the, the product, about the value that it delivers, about uh, what your customers are going to expect from this. So uh, the only thing you can do is... is um, Take in some scope and and try to deliver that scope as best as you possibly can. I don't just think it's 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 a problem with uh, the designers moving on. It's also a fact that that the, the team as such uh, with the product owner uh, is not um, making that connection between what is the design and, and and what is the value that we're trying to deliver and and letting uh, letting that design entirely drive uh, those individual features. Yeah, the value prioritization seems to be missing. And this is, uh, you know, I, th- I thought this was a exhibit A of what people call a feature factory, where success is defined by how much scope you deliver versus how much value you deliver. But even that, even that, let me let me jump in there for a second. Even if you are a feature factory, you can do it in a way, way better than, than what you just described, right? Um, you can provide... Um, uh, the functionality that allows you to sort according to two uh, very important characteristics of fields that that might be valuable, and then move on to implement another feature, and then come back to uh, to the sorting feature and, and and add the other pieces. 
you you can still take that um, that scope from from another source and and then do do as as well as you possibly can. For me, it really is going back to that ownership, and that is, can we make a call here that uh, this feature now is more important than the other one? And if you take that away, uh, if you take that call away, that autonomy away, then and, and that ownership away as a result as well, where is suddenly the motivation of doing well? Where is suddenly the motivation of making sure that uh, we build this code in a way that uh, we can keep on evolving it, we can keep on maintaining it, we can keep on satisfying our, our customers with it, and so forth, right? So an, an awful lot is falling uh, falling apart when you take away that uh, autonomy. You know, I, I, I would also be interested in knowing how do they arrive at the conclusion that they actually needed sorting at all? You know, so I, you know, and and seeing that this sort of a handoff, uh, I'm going to guess that that the product owner handed something to the designers who ultimately created the design, and now it's getting handed off to the team. Probably got a business analyst in there who chopped things up into the stories. I'm just waiting for the developers to hand it off to a QA, you know, and then and then run away. And so now now we've gone full circle, complete total waterfall here, right? But 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 anyway, you know, the 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 the, the truth is. Is that that we we that this sort of a situation that you're talking about is not doing the thing that the product owner is there to do, which is to steer the team to make sure that the team delivers the maximum amount of value that they possibly can. You know, and this is an assumption I'm making, but but it, it, but to work on eight different types of sorts, I can't remember. Uh, a software that I've ever gone into that had eight ways to sort things, you know, I, I and I can't even imagine that, that the need for that. So, but at the same time, I can probably envision that there are a lot of other things that, that, that are important for them to get out, that out the door. I'll go back to what I said initially as well, is that what they need to start to do is communicate across the whole team, what outcomes are trying to achieve what the goals are, and then have everybody across the team involved in trying to brainstorm and collaborate to how do we make sure that we're delivering the right software that has the greatest uh, possibility of us achieving this outcome. And I bet if you would step back and do that, you wouldn't be working on eight sorts. Yeah, and I think I can answer the question on where kind of this feature bloat came from. Uh, I think it came from user research and it's it's that offline user research that is not often grounded in reality uh, and now you have t- tools like user testing and and all these all these tools basically that give you this this false sense of listening to the customer oh because we use this tool we know kind of what the customer wants it gives you this this false sense of security and by the time, you know, when, when development actually starts, you, you go, oh, we've thought of everything. We've got it. Yeah, we have to make some tweaks here and there. But for the 80% of the of the problem has been uh, defined from a user perspective. And I think once you start off your, your initiative that way, you know, you've already capped it <laughs> at a particular quality level. And, and again, it's waterfall, right? So, so wh- where's the feedback loop from real users after they're actually using it? You know, so we, we, we know that huge biases come in on these user stories on the front end. And by the way, having that data is better than not having that data, right? So I'm not, not saying that you should never do that. 
but getting real data from uh, real users live in production is even better. And getting that data back to validate those assumptions or those, those learnings that you had early on in that, in that process is, again, really critical. And that speaks to continuous delivery, which is let's get software out in front of the users as rapidly as possible. Let's orchestrate that software so that we could learn from them and learn to make sure that we did make those right decisions early on. And let's do it as rapidly as we possibly can. So there are you, you you mentioned that that it comes from uh, doing that user research, right? And and if you're asking the user, hey, what are, what are you what should you be able to do? And the user might say, well, I should be able to sort my data so I can get to the most important data um, in in a way that I want. But it, but it does look like the whatever the design was come up with, it does look like that is not interpreted. And it, indeed, as as Cheesy says. Uh, the team, whether or not they they have the autonomy to do so, uh, is a different story, but it's not taking into account the value that this thing generates. And is looking at all of these different requests that we have. Um, how do we... Uh, actually, a, a better way would be to spend some time on sorting the product backlog according to value instead of adding yet an additional ability to sort according to a... Di- a different piece of uh, of data so or maybe throw that, out the product backlog altogether or, or maybe or maybe throw, throw out away the backlog altogether, but iterating the, the production the, the point is that indeed that value is not taken into account whether it is because of a team is not uh, capable of doing so they only following orders that they need to deliver one screen after another or one feature after another or it is because uh, they don't understand the impact of uh, the value that they're trying to generate, or they're not connected to that value. Again, coming back to there is no ownership in the end-to-end functionality that uh, that team is is providing uh, or trying to provide. Well, well, well I think what what happens here is um, in, in this pattern of working, I feel the the designer becomes the product owner, and the product owner becomes the project manager. Right, it, it, whatever was conceived comes from design. They, they are, in fact, the product owner at this point. I mean, they've already prioritized everything, right? I mean, if, if everybody's taken their designs and you know, as as Cheesy said, the BA is just slicing them up into stories. Well, that's done. No, no need to worry about that. Now it's a question of delivery, and the product owner attends the daily stand up and resolves blockers and blah blah blah, answers questions, clarification, but he doesn't cut scope. Totally, totally. You know, and 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 again. In a world like that, we, we really don't need product owners. But but also to have designers driving the team is just as bad, right? Because designers often don't come with the a lot of the depth of, of domain knowledge that, that we need. Uh, designers are worried about the impact or the interaction from the users, and that, that that's that's a great thing, but that's only a small part of the, the overall puzzle, right? Understanding strategically what are we trying to accomplish, uh, having that business background to understand some of the the, the constraints that we might have, uh, yeah. So it, it it does come back to the case where uh, the 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 relationship between the product owner and the uh, designer is is fairly interesting in that that not not one of them fully owns that whole thing. In my opinion, I mean the product owner does need to make the decisions around what outcomes do we have want, but at the same time, they need to yield or let the designer and the developers uh, help them decide 
what are the things that we should try to do to accomplish those outcomes. And so, you know, and, and smart product owners are the ones who listen and get those ideas and learn, gain that understanding. But that they, what, what we are defining here is just a series of handoffs. And I'll go right back to what I said earlier, that that has nothing to do with agile. That has nothing to do with continuous delivery, even though you might fictitiously chop it up into little sprints. Uh, it, it, it's a pure waterfall. Yeah, I'm, I'm always going back to the same uh, to the same thing as well, and that's that really that that ownership, right? Um, I, I think if one person is the product owner, whether that's the product owner or that's a designer or that's a BA or that's even a tech lead, it doesn't really matter who it is if they are not representing the users or the the end user or the value that they're trying to generate. Uh, if they're not representing that from an end-to-end perspective, then they cannot do a good job. It's as simple as that. It doesn't really matter what uh, role they otherwise have. Here's the thing with, with, with design, which I think still remains unsolved. We have, like, you mentioned user there, Hino, mm-hmm. right? By the way, that's a drug reference. You know, as somebody once mentioned, we shouldn't be calling them users because users has a negative connotation of drug reference. I obviously don't have a problem with it at all, but I did hear that somewhere, so just throwing it out there. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, I wasn't. I was was referring to uh, the customer. The customer. Well, because I, I make a distinction. I make a distinction between end users and let's call them end users. Then maybe that helps. Um, a distinction between an end user and a customer as well. The customer being the one paying for it. Right. So I want to make that distinction clear as well. Sure. Sorry for taking that sideways for a bit there. That's all good. I think the one problem that we haven't solved is when we introduce designers into the equation who are obviously very close to the user, closest to the user, their injection has generally implied that the product owner takes a step away from the user. And that shouldn't happen. Like the introduction of the designer does not mean now there is a gate between the product owner and the user. It, 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 that that distance should be should remain intact. Uh, absolutely. I mean, why why would a product owner step back from the user because somebody else is there? Uh, that product owner is there. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it just doesn't make sense. I think in a lot of traditional teams, to be quite honest, there absolutely is no need for a product owner. Because unfortunately, in a lot of agile that's out there, it's not far from what we've been describing today. And in a case like this, they're, they're really, we, we don't need a product owner. All we need is somebody to kind of say, here's the outcome that we hope that we'd like to accomplish at a high level. And then let the team, whether they have a designer or not, it, you know, uh, let the team ideate around that and deliver software, deliver value. And uh, because, from my experience, especially a team that has decent domain knowledge, most of the good ideas come from that place anyway, because all too often product owners are uh, that come from the business side are stuck in a certain way of thinking because they've been in that way yeah, for, for so long. It's hard for them to break out of that box. And so uh, the, 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 there is an idea that for a single product – Maybe there's somebody there, there. There's a good need to have somebody who has kind of a vision for it, uh, but but having a vision is different than defining value and different than writing user stories if you do that kind of thing or whatever. So 
So I question in many cases whether we even need product ownership. I still, I still feel there is value. I, I, I get what you're saying, cheesy, and I, I agree with it partly. And uh, that is a part where, where we indeed uh, decide what we're going to do next, decide what the the precise scope is of all these small things and so forth, and what acceptance criteria might be. Uh, I 100% agree that that uh, might totally fall in the lap of the uh, of the developers. The the one part where I find that product owners are very very valuable and uh, and also enable the team to move forward faster is uh, especially in uh, in in basically managing those stakeholders and taking in those different ideas from different uh, people, massaging that if you need to, uh, trying to make it understandable for everyone involved. And uh, if your team can do that, great. But it would also take time away from individuals. And and that's uh, where I find that uh, product ownership can be incredibly valuable, right? So um, I don't want to dismiss product owners all, all together. Uh, I think that wouldn't necessarily uh, be the best outcome of this well i think uh we leave it at that and uh, we'll conclude this week's edition of the continuous delivery podcast goodbye